Well, welcome everybody in another installment of Somali history. This week, we're going to dig deeper. Arwelo, the Somali queen and leader. We're just going to wait for the rest of the group to gather. We have three more minutes. Enjoy the music. Get your shahi, get comfortable. Welcome everyone in another installment of Somali history. This week we're going to be speaking about Arawelo, the Somali queen. One of the few female historical figures that I personally have a knowledge of. And I think it's key to raise awareness about her existence even and what she was about. There's a lot of misconceptions. Uh, some people place her down as just being merely part of um, the East African myth. Uh, but I think that there is more and I want to talk about it before I do um, I am interested in your thoughts um, I've told this num uh, to num numerous people this is not a lecture this is a conversation that I want to be having with my community whether you are part of the Somali community or whether you're uh, someone that isn't Somali but is interested in East African history so Anyone that's on stage, if you have any thoughts, please do share them. Anyone? Anyale, H, Faz, April. All right. Good, good conversation. <laughs> hey, Yaska. Assalamu alaikum. How's it going? Hey, I just wanted to say well done to you. This is amazing. Inshallah. This is something that we needed. So, yeah, very proud. Well done. Yeah, thanks a lot. See, positive vibes. I really appreciate it. Okay, you know what? What I'm going to do uh, to get everyone comfortable, to prevent any rustiness and all the shyness out of the way, I found this piece online. I have to reiterate, these are not my words, but I found it online. Um, it's written by one called Farah M. Muhammad. Mashallah, may Allah reward him. And I'm just going to read a, a segment of it. I hope you guys enjoy it. If you have any thoughts, any ideas, if you want to say anything about um, Arawelo or the, the, the woman's place in our uh, culture and society, you know, interrupt me and, and uh, have your say. And see, I'm going to make uh, a few more moderator uh, because, like I said, this is our club, not my club. Um, please co moderate if people want to come up stage, uh, help them on stage. And here we go. So, Queen Arawelo. The story of Queen Elba Awad Arawelo is one of the most controversial in Somali society. Since almost all Somali stories are oral and not written, it is impossible to prove their authenticity. When these stories were first told, most Somalis were nomads who did not know how to write and read. Many centuries after these stories were first reported, Somalis have become educated and are curious about the truth of these stories. Since Somalia is a male-dominated society, few women have had the opportunity for education and to challenge the bias that has long existed against them. Therefore, Queen Arwella's story has been exaggerated by... <sighs> Somali men. <laughs> um, 
Yes, pure facts. I mean, what can I say? Queen Aruela ruled so Somalia, well, the area, East Africa. I mean, like I said, I haven't written uh, this. There are some inaccuracies. But the Horn of Africa around uh, 15 AD, so 15 after Christ, Allah. Uh, the men who passed on her history called her a monster who maimed and castrated men for no reason. Let me just say this. There's not one shred of evidence that supports this claim. There are, however, a few poorly written articles posted on the internet that try to repeat the same false assertions. Fortunately, many Somali girls and women have become educated. Today, in Europe, America, Austria, even the Middle East, Somali girls outperform their male counterparts and many more women are in schools than men. These these trends favor Somali women in all areas where Somali is spoken. These educated women are challenging the status quo and questioning the legitimacy of what has been reported about Queen Alba Awad and other famous Somali women. They are asking themselves who Queen Arawelo was, if she was real, how she came to power and how she ruled. Many of these women are re-examining the unsubstantiated and biased stories that have been told about her. There are also many elderly and wise women who dare to tell their versions of what they have heard about Queen Aruelo. These women who feared retribution for years are now coming forward to tell the world what they know about Somali's woman's plight and the real story of Queen Aruelo. Now, here comes the real story. According to some wise elders that we have interviewed, again, we, um, Mohammed Farah, uh, again, this is not my story. Queen Aruelo came to power around 15 AD after a long war between Somali clans. These feuds had, be, uh, had claimed thousands of lives. Countless more had died of starvation. Some of the elderly women we have interviewed said that Elba's husband was killed a few years after the clan warfare started. It was also reported that the only two children she had had died of starvation during the civil war. During this period, it was taboo among Somali men to marry a widow. The only exception was a widow living with living children could marry one of her late husband's brothers. This practice was merely to keep the deceased man's alive, uh, the, the deceased man's family together, and make sure that his assets, such as livestock, wouldn't pass to someone else. In that kind of arrangement, the woman was considered as part of her husband's family property. Since Aruela's husband didn't leave behind any children or livestock, she was no longer considered part of his family. As a young destitute woman, woman. Aruela walked away from her husband's family, which she had known since the age of 16, when she was married. She had decided to go back to her own family. But after she went back to her family, she didn't fit in and everybody shunned her. In nomadic Somali society, it was very rare for a woman or a divorced woman to return to her family. She's not considered useful since she's not expected to bring or earn a dowry. No man would marry a widow. Again, this is all according to the story within that context. These are not any views that I subscribe to or adhere to or even on the line or even find substantiated. This is the story that I'm just telling. Um, let's break it down afterwards. When her own family rejected her, Aruelo became very depressed and decided to leave. She met with many other young women who were in a similar situation. They've hunted together and lived in the wilderness for many years. As they lived in the jungle, they had to face aggression from Somali men who wanted to destroy their organization and way of life. During this difficult time, Aruelo showed great bravery and toughness when the women were attacked by Somali bandits. Consequently, they chose her to be their leader. When other Somali women who lived in similar situations had heard about this group of women, women banded together to protect themselves, they joined in droves. The number of women in the jungle community grew and became a force to be reckoned with. In later years, many minority groups who needed protection against larger clans also joined. Aruela eventually crowned as the queen of peace and prosperity. The word spread to every corner of Somali territory 
as many women felt liberated. After she was crowned, the queen gathered her wise women and men and asked for their counsel. She told them that stopping the civil war was one of her first priorities. The conference produced a three-point plan. Number one, to approach the fighting parties and offer them an impartial reconciliation. Number two, if they refused, to give them a warning. And number three, if they still refused, to declare war on them. During the negotiation, the queen started bu building a strong army. Before the queen's army launched the war, she ordered the construction of a huge prison that holds thousands of prisoners. Again, this is disputed. The prisoners, the, the prison later became the home of many clan leaders who refused to accept the queen's peace, uh, peace proposition. Again, this is also disputed. This kind of scheme has never been uh, heard of before and because this was a society with no central government, Somalis have never seen such a huge building before. Again, also disputed because we had many great archaeological uh, works um, that, that are, um, ha have been found back even recently. With many men that were imprisoned and did not uh, come back to their family, many people wondered why the men had not been able to escape. Soon there were rumors about what had happened to them. In Somali culture, <laughs> okay, this is hilarious, a man's testicle is everything. There are many myths that Somalis believe, such as if a man loses his testicles, he cannot escape, think, or help himself. Since the prison was a maximum security and no one was able to escape from it, many people were convinced that the men had been castrated. See, this is one of the myths about Queen Aruela and that she was a monster and she would hack people's balls off. Um, this is probably one of the reasons why um, some people spread those stories. So when the, when the queen heard these rumors, she was amused and encouraged her staff to spread the same rumor in order to frighten their enemies. This rumor helped the queen prevent more bloodshed and discourage more young men from joining the feud between the clans. So in conclusion, in all fairness, the queen was tough on troublemakers. But at the end, she liberated thousands of Somalis from war poverty and humiliation. She was a good woman who ruled her people with fairness and justice. Unfortunately, on her 40th birthday, a renegade warlord called Ode Beche uh, had killed her while she was attending the funeral of a reverend elder woman. Um, after the death of Queen Elba Awad Aruelo, the Somali clan started regrouping and rearming themselves and began to slaughter each other again. For centuries, even after the Queen's death, Somali men continued to kill each other and inflict untold agony and suffering on her people. Regrettably, the Somali men had never appreciated what Queen Aruelo had done for her people, but instead, they labelled her as a man-hating lunatic. Fortunately, there are enough educated Somali women capable to tell the true story of Queen Aruelo. It is also equally important that Somali women take their place in history and liberate the Somali people one more time. We cannot watch our people, particularly women and children, suffer and die of starvation because of quote unquote crazy men. I mean, that is just to turn the story around because they call Queen Aruelo crazy. And that's the end of that by Farah M. Muhammad, mashallah. Um, so that is story time ended about Queen Aruelo. Any thoughts? What do you think, what place do you think the woman has in Somali society? Do you think that even though she plays a, a significant part, um, she hasn't been given enough credit, that her role in our society hasn't been honoured with official positions? Do you think with the advent of Islam, she should not hold official positions? Let's have all views. Let's even discredit everything that I've said so far. I'm not here uh, to speak and be right. I'm here to speak, be criticised, debate, share your views. Okay, so who wants to go first? Faz, Anamis, H, Ayala, April, Yaska, Mohammed, Queen, Obah. Talk to me. So, um, in order or just, we can just tweet. Popcorn. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Um, okay, after listening to that story, uh, one thing became very clear to me. Like, we, our country is women in power, sorry. That is 
we need because you can clearly see when you know Adewale was in power, a lot of things improved. The Khabib was you know tossed out the window and all of that. And for far too long, um, Somali men have been in power. And yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think it's time for them to just have a seat and let us women show them how things are done. Hmm. That's very interesting. I mean, in many ways, uh, women do have a position of power, but it does not extend beyond uh, the household. Um, one of the reasons being, um, I mean, we follow the teachings of, of the Quran and the Hadith, and there's this uh, widespread conception, and it may well be right, that a woman should not rule. What are your views on this? Yeah, in Islam it says that, but so far, I shouldn't even say, but but so far, what have the men done for us? Okay, yeah, we we are the backbone of our community, we are the backbone of our men's community. You know, we are, you know, um, I always say a man is um, the head and a woman is the neck, and the head does not move without the neck. So um, I think for far too long, you know, since the Civil War, you see what's happening in our countries, you know. Um, I think it's time that they do have women in power and let women lead. And maybe they will learn, you know, one or two things, you know, with women. Yeah, we are emotional creatures, you know. We do, you know, um, that's how we are um, created. But if we are good enough to hold down a house, we are good enough to raise your children, I think we are good enough to, you know, run a country. Yeah, that's a very good point, actually. Okay. Um, does anyone else have any thoughts? I wanted to say something. <clears throat> oh, hey. So Hello, Mohammed. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm using someone else's account. So, I thought her whole mission was to define gender roles, basically saying um, you don't have to be a housewife kiddie you're more than that so if you want to do more you're able to do more i think that was her mission but i could be wrong she was she was definitely a pioneer in redefining uh gender roles um from many from the many different reports that i've read that seemed to be her mission that she wanted to go against the grain what was the what, what was the norm at the time even to this day uh, so unfortunately, she wasn't successful beyond her own lifetime. Um, but yes, I think that you're right. I think that is what she intended to do. Um, and and also bear in mind, this is this is Somalia pre-Islamic period. Uh, exactly. This is this is also Somalia pre uh, some of the major tribes that we know today. I'm not going to mention any tribes, not because I'm. Uh, shy from it is because I don't have specifics and and one allergy that I do have is spreading uh, misinformation deliberately um, if I say anything wrong my intention was clear uh, clean if I say anything right my intention was also clean uh, just by the words of Malcolm X um, and Yale do you have anything to say yeah salam alaikum brothers and sisters like how do we know she even existed? Like, what evidence do we have? Okay, so, uh, yes. Um, okay, was that the question or were you trying to make yeah, a point? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think her story, I think she was more of a fictional character than a history. Okay, well. Um, I actually appreciate the fact that you're coming with that view. So you think that rather than her being a historical figure, she's a fictional figure. Do you care to explain yeah. why you think so? I think she was like, like there. Like there. That is actually, you know what, Anyale, Masha, I'm so glad that you brought this up because um, with Degder, she is one of those things that you scare children with, right? Uh, one of those folklores or myths that you tell your children and be like, yo, beware, etc., etc. But I actually want to compare Aruelo with another 
um, mythical or historical figure, and that is Medusa. I don't know if any of you are familiar with Medusa. Uh, Medusa is from Greek, Greek mythology. And Medusa um, had the displeasure uh, of sleeping uh, with uh, Poseidon, another god, uh, at the temple of Athena. See, Poseidon is thought to have raped Medusa. But instead of Medusa being the victim in the story, she was branded as the devil. And she was actually uh, cursed by Athena and she was given snake. Uh, so her hair turned into snake. Uh, eventually, we, she was killed and beheaded and her head was being used as a weapon. In other words, she was demonized. For, for a victim in the story to be demonized, uh, oral history to be retold by the mouths of men and, and for children to be scared by them, I actually see many parallels with this, with our story with Queen Aruelo. Because Anyala just came up with a very good question. Okay, or, or statement saying, hey, you know, she's just mythological. She's not real. Well, what evidence do we have? Right. Okay, well, let's talk about clan leaders then. Let's talk about the mythological male clan leaders. What evidence do we what uh, evidence salam, do you have for them? Do you, mind if I salam, my, do you mind if I add my two sets before we steer away from the conversation? Because there's been a few comments made that I, I, I really want to uh, dig deep into. Would that be okay? Absolutely. Go ahead. Thank you. So the comparison to, to Medusa, the reason why I'm so against that is because it's understood that Medusa is a mythical character. And I feel like any parallels or, 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 or by subduing it to the level of Medusa where we're taking away or falling into, into the narrative, uh, like Ayanna Suchedio, which is... Um, you know, saying that Arawela was, you know, is not did not exist. She did not exist, right? And I think a lot of times, a lot of men. I'm not saying you, Ayane, but I'm saying a lot of men question uh, Arawela's authenticity or the fact that she was there, just to undermine the concept of a woman who, you know, had her own thing going on, who was in a leadership role. Because I've never seen a Somali man, because Somali men are always straight to jump up and say, "Oh, Arawela Bembe, But I've never seen a Somali man question any other uh, male figures of history. Uh, none of that is always Arawelo. Oh, but I was about to question all the clan leaders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my bad, my bad. I jumped the gun there. But in regards to Arawelo, and one of the reasons why I so strongly believe in Arawelo is because there are so many Arawelas of today. You, when you look around and you see Somali women, we are the ones who are, you know, have the backbone of, of the country, or our mothers, in, in essence, have the backbone of the country, or Bushad the Somali on their back. When you see people who are spearheading and leading certain sexes, Somali women, when you see lead, it's all Somali women, Mufahanti. So I feel like to take that away, just look at today, the current Arawelas that we see in today's lifetime, Mufahanti. And she's a very inspiring figure to, to many young women who, who seek leadership roles, who seek to um, define what they see as, as their position in society and then lastly i just want to even carry to um the story of arawela if you look at it the reason of what propelled her into greatness was neglect by a patriarchal society that neglected her she went out and she got her own and then she ensured that other people men and women got their own too so i think that's very that's something that's very inspiring to women of today and that's why i, I not only believe arawela exists i see the arawelas of today as well but thank you for letting me have the space Audrey. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I appreciate your input. That was beautiful. Um, I, I just want to say about the uh, the reason why I picked Medusa as a kind of tool to counter what Anyala said was the influence that male have in history, except uh, especially when they write history and retell history and demonizing a woman. Um, but I do agree with you in insofar that Medusa is and has been proven to be a myth, whereas Arawela, for as far as I can see, is a important historical figure. But it was just um, kind of a logical uh, tool that I was using. I did not in any means um, try to compare them from the standpoint of myths, just from the sp standpoint of males uh, changing the narrative. No, I think I think that's a very valid point. Apologies if I jumped the gun there, but uh, yeah, thank you. No, it's okay. Um, I I like to be um, I, I I like I like to be set straight. Um, it it's beautiful, and and thank you for your point, Sama. Do you have something to say? Oh yeah, I just wanted to add on to the why Aravelo uh, is considered a myth by men, is because of her clan or tribal ambiguity. So Somali men would um, totally support a male figure if he's from their clan. 
but because uh, Arawel is a woman and there is no, she's not ascribed to any clan, they will put it to being a miss. Yep, um, I, I agree. Oba, go ahead. Assalamu alaikum wabarakatuh. I missed the story. I came in while you were finishing up reading that, you know, this, the Arawela story, which is just a fascinating. By the way, my name is Uba Arawela. I am one of the people who actually inherited and took that name uh, about seven, six, six, seven years ago. And the funny thing is, anytime I am, you know, part of a space or a table that we're discussing anything, uh, most of the men say, when I say, oh, they go, oh, here she comes, the one that used to cut men's or castrate men. So the, the correlation that they put together on, on how Arawelo, you know, and the story and how it has been twisted to this evil or some of the men saying that, oh, she didn't even exist. All of that just interprets where women, you know, no matter what even your own tribe will say hey, nope you know they will deny you they will you know will never accept for a woman to be in a role of her leadership from years and ages you can go as back far as you wanted so Arawella has been a great leader and what i am hoping is you know and the whole reason that i took not just for her all her stories but for most of families what i used to hear little girls being said to kind of like to diss little girls and kind of even implant that seed of you know you don't you don't want to be arawelo you know it's been a bad connotation that's put on you know that's not a good thing to be and that's one of the reasons i said you know what yeah i'm gonna be taking arawelo and from now on that is what you're gonna have to address me call me over arawelo i don't care what the space i'm feeling because guess what we're going to bring her back. We're going to make it look fancy. We wanted little girls to, to look up and say, you know what? I want it to be the Arawelo. They need to understand that where and what space that she held and how she has been somebody, a figure to look up to. And guess what? We're going to have to create books that will be cartoon figures. How, you know, a cat woman, superwoman, whatever in here in the United States. We're going to have the Arawelo books and the little girls will be saying that I want to be like, just like Arawelo. And not only that, but we're going to have to create a children's movies or children's cartoons that will be speaking about the story of Arawelo. Because guess what? You, you can deny as long as you want it. But Arawelo, not only did she exist, but she spoke truth to power and she made sure that she held her place. Thank you. No, thank you. And just just because you only just spoke doesn't mean that you cannot speak again. Oba Arawelo, welcome. This is your space. And, you know, you trying to reclaim her name, speak it out, be proud. I love it. MashaAllah. I actually think that Ayala had a point by saying, do we have proof though? Yada, yada, yada. But I feel like keep the same energy when it comes to clan leaders, Murkasi. The thing that OJ said, do we have proof that they existed? Or must I have to say? So you cannot say, is there proof? So she must be mythical, but then again, hold to the Somali clan system that's never been proven either. So Yeah, and I mean for, for the the same goes for written proofs. So for example, first hand rec records. Of, of people writing about other people and their accounts they can be inaccurate too you can actually question the entire um uh history of of any period in any people and say is it truly true it's it's kind of more an agenda that you have where you want it to be discredited and if it's um it's something that does fit into your world view you're not you're barely even going to question it I mean, you have people like, look, I go back to, again, Roman history because I'm trying to dig into Somali history, but my area of expertise uh, happens to be ancient Rome. And someone like Cicero that would write about, I don't know, the Caesars of his time or whatever, he would write from his kind of point of view. He can even put in some fictional characters. Do we even know they were they were real? Um, he can... He can um, blow his own achievements out of proportion. Is that real? Who can fact check? Who was alive? Who amongst us was alive then to verify this? Now, the thing about Queen Aroelo 
and why I think the veracity of, of kind of all these claims and 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 stories, I think there is uh, an element of truth or accuracy there, is because it's being told by many different people from different clans in different areas of the country. Now, that kind of that that, that has a kind of a corroborating effect, you see, because a lot of these clans um have have uh have gone through periods of conflict you have to consider as well somalia is huge and the fact that we did things by oral history the fact that so many different people know about her has to count towards something now if we talk about for example um just to name anything um the the, the battle of hastings or whatever maybe that was a small scuffle how do we even know it was as epic as they tell us it is you know, but because the Galada told us, we have to kind of believe it was true. But we need to believe in the premise of our history. Now, our history is predominantly oral history. So, and that doesn't take any, anything away from it. We need to actually take pride in who we are. Now, who are we? We are of the Jinsia Somali. Okay. And now that Jinsia of Somali that also comes from a lineage called the Kushtik lineage. We are one of the oldest lineages, period. Okay. So for example, when we talk about oh that, that part of Somalia is from the from the Portuguese, that part of Somalia is from the Arabs, etc., we need to kind of stop, look in the mirror and say, No, we are the original people. I'm sorry. And anyone that wishes to contradict me, please do so and bring receipts. We'll talk about it. Anyway, I don't want to steer away from the topic too much. This is Somali History Club. Uh, we have it every Sunday, 10 p.m. UK time. Please join us. We'll cover any kind of topic uh, we've had. We've got three pages worth of topics that we'll go through. I want to make a whole series out of female leaders. I will research it. I will talk to my sisters um, and find out more. This is not the last time we'll be talking about Somali leader. Um, it certainly is the first time and it's already been beautiful already. Thanks a lot for your voices. Um, who else wants to have a chat? Let's see. I can see a menu unmuting a lot. Menu, talk to me. Or not, that was a good conversation. Um, salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Salam alaikum, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, well, the thing is, you know what, to be honest with you, I'm really, really, really an, uh, ignorant about Aruelo. I think I was mistaken now with then Hawateko. Have you ever heard, have you ever, have you and all heard about the lady called Hawateko? Yes, she's next. Yes, she's next. Yeah. Oh, okay, she's next. Yeah, I was really, really had ignorant about, about Aruelo. I thought she was actually during the colonial um, period rather than like, um, thousands of years ago. And I've just read it now. That she was actually in a few thousand years ago and it's actually quite interesting listening to you guys with regards to um i don't know who was who, who said that something about then how can you prove clan or how they or the asham and katafirmi may existed and one question that i want to ask is how far can you yourself um go back with after Sintada, your ancestry you understand so for example can you say your fifth grade you're only sure about your seventh or sixth or eighth grand great granddaddy you're not sure okay i think you've uh, temporarily disconnected um i cannot hear you anything at this beyond that yeah so how, how yeah can menu, you yourself that may you my brother can you just repeat the last what yep. five seconds ten seconds because you disconnected oh, okay sorry yeah for example if say it goes back to uh, seven, 27 generations. How far can you disprove my after sin and it's wrong? Or how far can you argue that we haven't got any proof anything beyond that? So, for example, can you say, well, we can only accept your sixth granddad, great granddad, that he existed? Because obviously it was a chain of, of like um, from from son to uh, from dad to son, from dad to son, giving their ancestral names to their children. So isn't that itself a proof? Yeah, it, that itself is a proof. And it also depends on how much stock you lay into someone's words. And um, for the longest time, especially since I've been researching Somali history, I'm going to put stock in a Somali person's word beyond anything. 
I'm going to take you serious. And that's what we need to uh, start and do. Take each other serious, lay stock into our words and also our lives to say that they are valuable. And I've noticed in world history, world politics um, and, and uh, international relations is that the people whose lives are valued the most are the people that know themselves, that have a rich recorded history. Now, we are one of the culturally richest people of the entire world. We just need it on paper, black and white. That's my mission, and I hope more people join me. And a lot of people have gone before me also. So alhamdulillah for that. Um, so yeah, menu, as for the veracity of anyone's claims, it depends on your willingness to believe it, because I have at home about 150 or 200 books, and probably 75% of them are bullshit. I just choose to believe in them, because... One thing I know is that I know nothing. But if you choose to believe everything, it will not really add up to your worldview. It will not allow you to hold any opinions. Um, because what really is true beyond the Quran? And that's all I have to say about that part. Now, back to Queen Arawelo. Now, um, Menu just mentioned another uh, Somali leader. Um, that I was thinking about uh, talking about today, but I'm not going to do that because she only has one thing in common with uh, Queen Aruelo is that she's a Somali leader, uh, a female Somali leader, and I'm not going to disrespect her by um, put it, uh, bunching her together in, into one, um, one, one room. Uh, so I will uh, create her a habitat or a create her as a separate topic and we will dedicate that full Somali history hour to her inshallah now um, as for Queen Aruelo and her impact on our culture and on our history to what to what extent do you think she has impacted us because from what I'm seeing is Queen Aruelo has largely been demonized um, she appears in children's stories um, to kind of warn them and, and tell them not to do something. Her name has been used as a derogatory term. Is that an indication that men fear women? Just putting that out there, what do you think? 100%. It's about the generals. They don't want to change it. I believe that's the Halirada. The, 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 the vision of it all like they don't want to change that so therefore Aruelo needs to be bad because if she's good people will change the way that they're, they're thinking about gender roles um, and they don't want that That's I believe that's the whole thing mm. that, that, that's a very interesting point because um, people that were powerful um, were demonized throughout time. See, if you look at North Africa, the area of uh, Libya, where um, a general stood up and fought against the Roman Empire. Yeah, I'm talking about the Romans again. Um, he stood up to the Roman Empire and fought them for 20 years, almost brought the Roman empires to its knees. Now, after they defeated him, they used his name and demonized his name. His name was Hannibal, Hannibal Barca. Now, when any of you listen to the name or hear the name Hannibal, you think of uh, Hannibal Lecter, the cannibal. No? So, for someone they feared, they had to demonize him and run his name through the mud. The same with the Ottoman Empire. They struck fear into the Europeans for 300 years. When they finally managed to defeat them, they split the Ottoman Empire into pieces. Um, they uh, have set aside the Arabs and the Turks as, uh, as barbarians and uh, made sure that the Middle East had um, unrest for the next 100 years. You only do that with people that you fear. So the fact that Aruelo got demonized the way she did tells me that there is an element of fear towards Aruelo specifically and maybe women generally what do you guys think what ladies think yeah and what i think is yes it is true i believe that because and it's not generally when we say maybe men are 
afraid of women. No, men are afraid of women who they think that can stand up to them. So there's a difference because they they don't expect that and that's why they are trying to to retaliate and and do whatever it takes for them and go to the length of even saying that somebody like Arawella didn't exist because they do not want it young little girls to grow up thinking that I want to be just like her because when you do that you are denying that whole part of history and it's just because I wanted to make sure that women don't get that encouragement inspiration or or empowerment and in the world we're in today we understand how it irritates a lot of men and i'm not saying all men because a real man is not supposed to be you know irritated or scared or intimidated by a strong woman because strong men and real men will be the one who will stand by her and support and make sure that they advocate for the right of a woman but lately what has been happening is whether you look at from the government view in even in back home and how they have been denied and even at 30 percent when they were literally allowed that they even taken three four seats out of that 30 percent and they have to literally beg for and every time that you look in a lot of different ways women don't have to be a guest in the tables that they created and that's what happened they're the ones who invest in all different kind of angle anytime that they need something done guess what they come to women and women are the ones who make sure the job is done but they wanted to take the credit because the fear is if a woman is in a role or of a leadership they will make sure things are done better and everybody will be in a better position and that is something that the history of Somali men, most of them, and I, again, I'm not saying all of them, are afraid of. But somebody like Arawelo has proven them wrong, you know, and showed them that, well, guess what? We are not going to be begging, asking, or waiting for you to give us permission. And now, as you can see, things are changing because if you look at the education system, everywhere you go in the world, women are over 65%, sometimes 70% more educated than men. And that is where the scary tactics work for men. Many years are not working anymore for them. And now they even are afraid now more than ever because women are saying, well, guess what? We're more educated than you. We can do this better than you. And now what are you going to do? Because before they used to use the tactic of economic or education. Women used to be less educated, and that's how they used to hold them in a position is that they don't deserve. Because, well, education, money, that is what they used to intimidate. And both of those now, the roles are switched. Women are the ones who have more the education and more the money. So there's going to be a lot of queen arawelas, <laughs> whether you like it or not, the men who are afraid of and little girls are looking up to them and we're going to make sure as a mother who's a teenager who has a teenagers and have a teenage daughter she knows the history of queen arawella and there is many of us who are raising kids that way well i uh, i was going to say something by ubah you said everything i wanted to say thank you Habibti. and i want to ask a question OJ. um I'm wondering if we can invite you to our club so that you can bring this story of Tarawela and have a discussion in our club. Oh, I'd be honored, Oba. Um, I'll make sure to follow you. Um, and um, yeah, we'll definitely speak. And I, I would love to um, kind of spread this message because that's all I that's all i am i want to spread the message of our history i want to spread the message um of our of our men of our women um and i'm going and i'm going to put an emphasis on the women um only because um it's been left by the wayside um what is the name of this club about do you want to tell everyone yeah the dal the dal podcast so i am one of the co-founders of the dal podcast outside of clubhouse 
and we created uh, a club here on on Clubhouse to, for the same name, the Dal Podcast. And uh, we have a quite good amount of uh, friends who are following us and others. Uh, our main focus in the club is health and social justice and social issues, but also you know things like history of Somalia and. The important issues are always not ones that we are limited not to talk about. And I would love for the groups that are connected to us to hear about, because they always know, most of them, that I carry the name here and outside in social media and so on and in every space that I am in. But they need to hear the story the real story because a lot of people don't even read i don't even think they look for it and they read the re- real story about in aruelo so inshallah i would love to have you so that you can uh, continue this conversation and we can bring more people into this conversation and it will bring awareness and more people will know that aruelo was not a fiction and it was a real superwoman Mashallah. Well, I'm, I'm honored. Um, I would love to join you um, at your podcast and, and talk about this. It sounds like we have that agenda in common. We want to spread Nigga, the word. fuck the podcast, bro. Fuck all this awareness bullshit. Okay, that's beautiful. Back, uh, You go back to the audience. All right. Okay. And we're going to learn. Let him listen and learn and educate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it means it, it hit... Uh, kind of something in him he's upset um and that's beautiful um that is the first step towards change i suppose or not that's none of my business i'm just a messenger now <laughs> so with the message of queen Aruelo, um i think one of the important things about speaking about someone like her is that our society is made up uh, made up out of uh, 50% men, 50% women, and that's just a rough estimation. Whether one's the majority or not, that's I'm not really here to talk about uh, statistics. Um, so it would be um, kind of detrimental to our development if we neglect the role of the women, of the woman in our society. Um, to lay aside 50% of our... Um, uh, in intellectual stock, um, our um, our strength and motivation and input that will hinder our development long term. We need to set aside um, this old mentality that we have that women only have certain roles in our lives in our society, and as soon as we leverage the strength of the woman in our society, I do sincerely believe that finally we can become great as we once were yes we were once great yes we had empires did we unlock our full potential no because we set um, aside that potential by shackling our thoughts saying that women cannot do what men can do but ironically the civil war has enabled um, has caused this diaspora to go and migrate all over the world and we were exposed to different cultures uh, different types of thought um, it, w- it was horrendous what happened with the civil war but the outcome has been that a lot of women like Oba has indicated like Ayan has indicated what our <laughs> ambiguous friends Mohammed has indicated um they have um, been able to fulfill their potential. They have been able to prove us men wrong to say that they are capable of leadership. They are capable of intellectual advancement, but rather it was their society that they lived in that held them back. Am I against Somali culture? No. Am I against Somali uh, society? No, I'm not. Do I think that we have room to grow and advance? Yes. And this is definitely an area we should advance in. Um, Am I saying let's put our deen aside? No, I'm not. But we should still have that debate. We should still talk about the fact what else can the woman do? Because it's clear what she can do. 
It's just about spreading that message. Now, there's a lot of negative misconceptions about Queen Aruelo. Many of you may already know the good side of the story, but that doesn't matter. If there are negative voices in any kind of space, it needs to be counteracted with positive voices. And that is what I'm going to try and do. Um, and whenever I'm not doing what I promised to do, I hope someone uh, would correct me. I see that Samia Yusuf just entered the building and I hope that she joins us on the on the uh, audience, uh, on the stage. Samia Yusuf, Slyako. I just woke up. How's everybody doing? We're doing great. We're talking about the queen herself, Aruelo. Any thoughts? <laughs> We need to address this myth once and for all. Is this a myth? Is this a true story? Does she exist? Yeah. yeah, so we have been exploring this. We've been talking about it. Um, I've shared the story. Obah Yaska, Mohammed Ayale, April Fass, Halal Samir, and many more people, including Ayan, they had their two cents about uh, the woman's uh, role in, in our society, that she has proven that she can do more, um, that she's a go-getter, uh, very industrious, and that the role that she has currently um, in the homeland and with homeland i'm going to specify i'm talking about somalia i'm talking about somaliland i'm talking about djibouti i'm talking about somali galbet i'm talking about kenya i'm talking about everywhere where the dinsia of somali and are also other somali brethren live um the role needs to be expanded the conversation needs to be had we need to spread the word somali women are strong they can contribute. Let's respect them and acknowledge them. That's kind of the message for today. Does anyone have any input? Um, I would love to share if I could. Please go ahead. I, I, see, I see menus unmuted. You can go first if you like. And no, no, no. You can go first. And don't. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's really interesting that um, uh, my first impressions of I will. Uh, when my mom told me the story, she was kind of like a freedom fighter, somebody who was looking for like justice in like an unjust world, and uh, somebody who people kind of like rallied around because she she had a, a real cause, like you know what I mean, like a very human cause. <laughs> Sorry, somebody wants to say hi, guys. <laughs> um, Hello. <laughs> Um, so, uh, it's really interesting, like, as I got, I get older and I get more and more exposed to, like, Somali people, I'm learning that, like, there's a lot of, like, negative connotations with, like, the things that had happened with her. And I, I always found it really interesting, like, you know, when you find people who are, like, fighting for justice and equality and stuff like that, like, malevolence has, like, uh, a really, um, uh, interesting way of, like, stomping that light out. You know what I mean? And it was really interesting to kind of hear the story from, like, um, my mom's perspective and my aunt's and stuff like that. And then, like, as I grew older, like, the male perspective of, like, how, like, negative and uh, rebellious and bad it was and stuff like that. So, like, I remember growing up being like, wow, she's a powerful woman and so inspiring. And then um, hearing, like, the flip side of it, like, Ayanla said, like, is was it even real? Or, you know, she was doing this and she was tyrant and there's a reason and da-da-da-da-da. And so it's, it's been very, very interesting to see, like, both sides of the story. But... Um, I think that for the most part, we, 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 we know like where the truth lies <laughs> for the most part. Um, but, uh, I also wanted to say, OJ, this is the first time I've ever seen you on clubhouse and I'm, this, I'm definitely following and this has been such an interesting room. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Uh, thanks a lot, Hilal. Um, I appreciate your input and, um, what, what I've taken away from it, because I don't want to just say appreciate your input, what I've taken away from it as well is, so a positive message has been spread, um, in, in some areas, it wasn't just all negative, but unsurprisingly, the negative part you experience later on with, um, for, from the mouths of men, um, not to say that women don't, also spread the negativity around uh, but that's kind of uh, that's to talk about the whole system of the patriarchy and that's a whole other conversation 
where uh, other other people reinforce uh, those negative messages. But thanks a lot, Hilal. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see you again at Somali History. Um, Inshallah. Inshallah. Uh, again, Somali History on every Sunday, 10 p.m. GMT, UK time. I sound like an advert. Uh, we talk about all sorts of subjects, not just... Um, not, not, not just uh, just general stuff. I like to talk about specifics. I like to talk about historical figures because they are significant. They are Somali. They are powerful. Um, and I feel like that will add value to our lives. It also adds to say that if a Somali person dies, that's a tragedy. I don't want to read somewhere, you know, um, 200 Somali people died. I've read that couple of years ago and they pained me because those are 250 beautiful individuals and that's a great shame but when i hear not not to say anything against any western countries but when i hear some european country individuals died you can see their pictures their background their dog but with somalis is not the same a drone hit in Mogadishu. full stop it doesn't matter no we do matter we do matter now Everyone, share. Oh, absolutely. Ayale, just one second. I'm going to give you a voice. So everyone follow Somali History, follow the Instagram page, Somali History Podcast, and the Twitter, Somali History, to um, be up to date and know when the rooms are up. Bring in your suggestions for topics. Uh, that is always really appreciated. I take um, inspiration from you. Now, Ayale, share your voice. Yeah. I wanted to ask everybody here, is it wrong to ask if Arwell existed or Wilwal existed? Is it wrong? Wait, can um, you repeat that question and, and be louder? Is it wrong to ask if Arwell existed ever or Wilwal existed? No, I don't think that question is wrong at all. Because that question allows answers to come forth like Obah came up with, that Ayan came up with, that Muhammad with her flickering mute came up with too. Um, it allows us to address issues and questions that other people have. So Anyale, I welcome your perspective and I value it. Muhammad, what do you have to say? No, I agree. I don't think it was a bad question. It's a good question. But my only thing was, be critical of everything in Somali history, not only Adorello. I'm, I'm not even sure if Wilwal existed. That's what I said. Yeah, absolutely. And to go further, I mean, some of the clan leaders, where did they come from? Were they truly Arab? Why the hell were they managed to sway a whole Somali population, even though they were Arabs? I mean, those are questions to be had and definitely questions we will try and answer in the future but let's not only question the women um, to, me, yeah. can I, to me it looks like it's already decided that Arwell existed and everyone if a man challenges that it looks like he's a sexist oh no absolutely not because Anyale maybe a little voice in your head told you you were a sexist because I haven't called you one whatsoever actually like I said I value your question and opinion um, and it brings a different perspective to the table. This rooms at Somali history cannot decide the existence or the um, the fallacy or mythological side of, of any given person. We are not God, Stahfullah. We are only discussing historical figures. We are discussing the veracity and not only the veracity of any given claim. We're also discussing the impact that that story has on our culture, society, and our um, interactions with each other. So one of the biggest takeaways I hope Anyale you'll have today from this is that whether or not Arwell, Queen Arwella was a real person, and I personally believe she is, what impact did she have on our society? What impact does she have on our women? Do we have, uh, be because even if you can question um, the uh, existence of the original Arwello, no one, can question the existence of current day Aruelos. I see one walking around in my house right now. I can hear her in the background. My mother, MashaAllah, may God bless her. I can see many Aruelos in this room right now. So yes, Aruelos existed, but it depends on which one you're talking about, Ayale. But again, you know, I'm not calling you anything. You are my Somali brother. I appreciate my brothers as much as I appreciate my sisters. 
So Ayale, again, you are welcome and I appreciate your input and you are welcome every single uh, every single week and I'll bring you onto the stage. I want your voice to be heard, Ayale. So please do not feel attacked um, and thank you for your input. Does anyone else have something to say? I just wanted to say, to share uh, um, something that happened about two years ago here in the, the city that I live, and I am in the United States. So speaking of, you know, woman role and how sometimes that, of course, and most of the time has, has not been acknowledged, we, did, uh, we were actually chosen within one of our main mosques here to do a research, and it was seven of us two ladies i am one of the ladies and five guys so they outnumber us as you can see anyway but we did the research we spent every sunday coming together and doing this research for four months and it was because there was something happening within the community at that time uh young people were literally hunting each other and shooting so that we lost a couple of teenagers and the city people come together in the one of the main mosque and everybody wanted to know what is going on with our youth. And that is how they picked us to do this research. So we took the challenge, we offer our time. It took us four months, as I said, and then we came back and we call on to the, you know, town hall kind of meeting to the mosque where it's a space that they have, which is called the multi-purpose. So it was over 200 seats that we rented and people were outside. Everybody wanted to know what we come up with and what our research concluded. And we have, you know, also the recommendation and we wanted this research to continue and we wanted other people to take the next step. So now is the day of reporting back, right? And bringing all of this to, to people. And as we get ready, everybody's sitting, they have, set a table and the table has men, not only the ones who were doing the research, five of them, but also other men, you know, the, the typical norm, how we said the Imam and a couple of the main guys in the mosque, but myself and the young lady who was doing this with us, she said that I am not able to speak in front of all these people. So Arawella, go ahead. You take that role for both of us you can do our part and i said no problem so you will expect for the the people who are putting this together who ask us to do this work to have a space for me as a person who was being part of this and doing this research to have a place to sit right along the guys right or the other side or however it's been said no so there has been one long table and all the guys and six, seven other guys, including the Imam, was there. I have nothing against them, but I'm just speaking the story. And here I come talk to the management and I said, so where is my seat? I'm expecting I will have a small table at a seat right in front of everybody, just like they have given to the guys. Nope, that hasn't been happened. And after I talked to them, they said, well, I'm sorry, Uba, we cannot have you sit next to the well, you expect to sit next to the Imam? I'm like, and why not? Am I sitting on the top of him? I'm sitting by him. And that is a normal thing. I sit anywhere I go that I'm doing a presentation. They provide me a table or a chair. Why not here in our own community, in our mosque? What is wrong with that? So people take things in a bad way that when you are in our spaces like that, that we're not providing even a place for one of the people who have done the research. So then I said, I can't argue with this guys. I'm going to let it go. But when it's my time to do my piece of the presentation, then I will use that platform to speak about this issue because this is a point that has to come up and everybody has to hear what I have to say. So when it comes to be my turn, I said, okay, well, after saying hi to everybody, I said, this is what happened. I done this research along with the six other people, but you guys failed to provide me even a space. We're talking about finding out what's wrong with the community, but let's start with this one and then think about how we can fix that because this is now what we're doing here while we are finding what is the matter with us. So it becomes the story. Do you guys remember what she said? 
She said, I'm not sitting on the top of the imam. I'm sitting next to him. What is the matter with that? So you see how even the words we say has taken out of proportion and used against us sometimes. And we're talking about two years ago. So the reality of what Queen Arawelo and the existing, whether she existed or not, even let's not even worry about her existence. Let's worry about now and what is happening and how we still trying to deny, you know, our woman just to symbol us a place to sit in this age that we're in. So we all have a lot of work to do. I just want to bring that. Wow, that is really powerful, Oba. And it's horrible that has happened the way it has happened. But that's not an exception whatsoever. And that's the point that you're trying to get across. Uh, we need to set a new norm and say that is not acceptable. Everyone in this room, thanks a lot for joining me this week. We were speaking about the great Queen Aruelo. We've done a little di uh, digging. Um, Alhamdulillah, mashallah, we had many beautiful voices uh, that have had their input. And hopefully we'll be able to do uh, come together um, and do this again, inshallah. God willing. I am going to again do a little advertising. Please follow Somali History. If you enjoy these kind of rooms, follow the Twitter, uh, Somali History uh, with a one, and the Instagram page, Somali History Podcast. Um, I'm going to end this room with the following words. Um, th these words are from Obah Aruelo. Women should not be deemed a guest at the table they set. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.